Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus, and you're listening to the ROH cast at ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 32 of ROH Cast. We're back after a two-week break. Uh, my name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And John, one of our writers, is also here today. How's it going? Uh, this week we've got quite a lot of uh, news to sort of catch up on over the past two weeks that we've missed. Uh, we'll talk about the latest TV show. But uh, before we get into you know the news and the TV show, we're going to talk about the Breaking news that was announced, uh, I think, about an hour ago. We're recording this on Thursday. Um, that Ring of Honor finally announced about, what is this, nine days, ten days before the pay-per-view, that uh, Border Wars will be available on the Ring of Honor website, rohwrestling.com, for fourteen ninety-five, and ringside subscribers also get 15% off, which brings it down to $12, something or other. Um, so after lots of speculation and no announcement, we finally know where it is. So... Um, because we haven't done a show for a while, before we talk about the announcement itself, what do you think about Ring of Honor's sort of delay in, you know, revealing this information? It's I it's think... been really bad, hasn't it? I mean, it's what is it just was it nine days? Did you say since? Yes, until... it is yeah, nine it's days. Just, just like I mean, that, it's it's such short notice. It's. Mm. I mean, uh, if they were planning to do it in house, I mean, obviously they've been they must have been planning for quite a while because yeah, this... it's not something that you just go right. Let's just. Let's just do this now. <laughs> unless they have done it and it's going to be disastrous. Well, yeah, unless they have, because I just don't, I just don't understand why they they keep doing this. They do it with like t- talent announcements. Uh, they did it with the tenth anniversary on I pay per view. Didn't they announce it about two or three weeks before the show that it was going to be an I pay per view? Mm, it wasn't I mean, that yeah. close, but so it, it was quite close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you've got to build up to these things, and especially with it being in a, like a whole new. Uh, site. I know it's the Ring of Honor official website, but people are still, mm. you know, people might not follow them on Twitter or might not check their website every day. I mean, mm. you know, there's going to be people that won't won't realise. And uh, I mean, uh, well, I think we've all, you know, we've been quite critical of sort of the communication between RH and the fan base quite a bit. And mm. I just, I just think they've taken too long to to announce this. They should have, a, they should have at least announced, you know. Uh, announced it earlier or just give some sort of update they didn't really no they just just, there was no mention of it at all one thing i had a problem with was that on the tv show every single week kevin kelly would say um uh, yeah head to rohwrestling.com for how to order board awards if you can't be there live so if you're a casual fan who watches you know you don't you're not the hardcore fan you're not on the twitter the facebook you see the tv show it tells you to go to the website to order it you know you, you look at the card you see you know people like storm and rhino you want to watch it you go on the website there's nothing so it's been about three weeks i've been telling people to do that and there's just been nothing on the website about ordering it which is just you know it's embarrassing really Mm. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, they might have been looking around for other options while, you know, kind of testing in-house how to do it, and they were just making sure they could get it done correctly in-house before they made the announcement and get everything situated. But I agree, they should have done something to kind of announce that, hey, uh, you know, it's going to be a few weeks before we get an announcement out up there about where the IP review is going to take place on. And, you know, I think they may, they may have kind of... I don't know, like go fight live, go to like before they really had any kind of plan like, in place. like a gut reaction, like yeah, yeah, kind of like a knee jerk reaction, like oh mm. that that was a disaster. Let's you know 
distance ourselves from and them. The thing is, we didn't. They didn't actually officially announce they were getting rid of GoFuck Live. The only way we knew that was because Kevin Kelly just, you know, sent a little tweet out, which apparently he wasn't supposed to. And can you imagine if Kevin Kelly never sent that tweet out? We'd just been like mystery, even more mystery than we were for all this time. Yeah, I mean, as John said, I can only imagine that it was just like a knee-jerk reaction. Because like, uh, apparently, um, I think it might be one of the TV tapings that, Cornette was getting really like, really annoyed backstage and he seems like the sort of character that just go like, right, let's just screw it, let's just get somebody else and literally just, you know, in five minutes change his, change his mind and something like that. I mean, but, you know, that's, that's not great for business, that sort of, such a major decision that just mm. to, you know, I mean, obviously the Go Fight Live situation wasn't wasn't perfect and, you know, sh- I think we've spoken about Shadow and the Sun quite a bit, you know. Yeah, it was, I did. Yeah. It was far from, far from, uh, you know, a, a a good experience really and it's just annoying as well that because they've done this they've sort of fubbed off people with you know in terms of maybe uh, some sort of uh, refund or you know some sort mm. of uh, compensation because to be honest the you know both days were, were just not up to scratch I, I know they've you know they've released them on dvd since even if they said you know people who bought the ipad reviews can get five dollars off the dvd or something i mean yeah i mean we did talk on the podcast about all the different ways that just minor things that would just sort of make up for it a little bit and they've sort of done nothing they never really yeah. acknowledged the problem they just instead gave the majority of it away on free tv and on youtube yeah i think that left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and even for the the upcoming one they could have said like obviously you got the 15 percent off for ringside you know members but not everybody who what you know not everybody yeah i mean for example Stephen, we're not ringside members but we ordered showdown the sun well yeah so we order every half head of you but hmm yeah, with not being ringside members, we're not going to get any anything off the next one, uh, especially for sort of you know casual fans as well. That's, that's gonna, that's, again, that's gonna bit of, you know leave a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, which which isn't great. And mm. if it was a knee jerk reaction, I just don't I don't understand why they, you know, maybe just didn't do border wars with Go Fight Live and you know have something in the background working on the you know sort of the in house side pay per view idea, so mm-hmm. they could have announced right after border wars. You know, we can officially announce that Best in the World 2012 is going to be on our website. And, you know, that's about, what, about a month, maybe more than a month away. Yeah. So, yeah, that's giving everyone ample time to sort of go, right, you know, we need to go here to order it. Mm. But, as you know, as John said, I just think that they've, right after Shadow and Sun, they panicked. They saw the, the reaction from the fan base and thought, we need to do something here. But Yeah. I just, and, I just oh, hope, oh. I hope it turns out okay because... Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we've talked about their time in announcing it. What do you think about this choice to, you know, do it in house and stream it on their own website? Uh, like, Border Wars <laughs> is quickly becoming one of the most like important shows in Ring of Honor history, just based on the fact that they're going to do it in house and it has the potential because it was already be- being built up as a gigantic show with Steen getting his what has was announced on the TV show this past week, his only title shot. Mm. It was already being built up as a big gigantic show and a, and it's their first pay per view doing it in house. Risky. And they, yeah, it's a gigantic risk on their part. It's something that if it goes well, it's going to pay off huge. But there's so much chance for disaster that, <laughs> yeah. that it's going to be uh, kind of, I guess, interesting to watch. It has to be nerve-wracking on their part as putting it on and the production side of it and everything. Mm, I mean, one good thing about this is that Ring of Honor, in theory, should get all of the money because they don't have to, you know, split it with Go For Live. There's no, like, sharing of the profits because they're doing it themselves. But then, you know, Ring of Honor, when it comes to thing, anything technical, 
they're not that great. They're, they're great in the ring. That's about one the <laughs> best thing Ring, ring of Honor can do. But anything that involves computers, videos, and things like that, it's rarely up to scratch. So I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned about this stream. And I, I'm, I could see it having lots of problems. Like, low, you know, I mean, even the TV shows that aren't live, that are edited way in advance, they have a lot of problems on their website. You know, the, the quality is quite bad often and sometimes it just doesn't work at all so hopefully this stream will go down without problems but um i doubt it (laughs) yeah like you i mean as you say with the tv show where they've got you know they're given days or you know weeks to edit the footage and check it over and make sure everything's perfect there's still you know still errors and you know um you know, I'm watching the high quality version every week, and even that full That's screen. That's not high quality, is it? No, when you when you make it full screen, it's it's average quality at best. So yeah, I'm hoping. You know, I'm I'm really hoping that it succeeds because you say you know it's business wise, it's if it works out, it's going to be a good decision because you know they're going to re- you know re- receive basically all all of the profits from it, which uh, you know is obviously going to help. But as John said as well, it's a, it's a massive risk because this show is looking so good. The car is looking really, really good. Mm. So. Can you can you imagine the outrage if like people can't see the Steen and Davey Tar match or something goes wrong during <laughs> if that? If there's a brownout during that, then I yeah. think uh, <laughs> I think a half yeah, of our HS fan base will probably uh, disappear. Yeah, <laughs> and I think fans will be willing to forgive one or two little minor errors throughout the show because they you know fans will understand this is their first time trying something like this. But as long as they're but if there's a massive I guess the blackout or brownout, like there was, or massive streaming issues like there was during Showdown, so I don't think Ring of Honor fans are going to be so forgiving and give them another chance, especially the new fans who are checking it out yeah. uh, for the first time after the build-up on the TV show. So, yeah, we're just going to have to sort of wait and see, really, because, you know, with it being the first one, they've got no way of... Well, obviously, they've got the, you know, the order numbers, how many people bought the last ones, but, you know, has their website ever had a a traffic like this during a live pay-per-view i mean can we don't even know what the website can handle i mean what if the whole site goes down i mean there's a lot the site of... has been really buggy as well i mean when, when it first came out it, yeah even up to like maybe a few weeks ago it used to crash a lot for me like you go to random pages and it would just say like could not be loaded and it's even even now it's you know it's not not the quickest of websites it's a bit sluggish still so yeah, yeah hopefully you... it'll be able to handle the traffic we're just gonna have to Keep our fingers crossed, but um, I would not be surprised if there are some problems. And also a note, um, I've noticed sometimes when I watch the TV show and pause it and come back, I will be um, timed out of the website. I don't know what the timeout amount is set. It's a a time limit draw. Basically, yeah, after a certain amount of time, you are time limit drawed and you are auto-logged out. So I really hope they disable that feature, but I know they won't, basically. (laughs) So during the pay-per-view, maybe move your mouse every now and then just so you don't get timed out. Because imagine, like, you know, the Steen Davy match is about to finish. You have been timed out. That that would just be dreadful. So hopefully they'll remove that, like, security thing. But they probably won't. They won't even think about that. So um... Yeah, so especially for people who, like, hook their um, laptops up to, like, uh, is it called the Roku player or something? I don't know if I don't know if the actual website is going to be enabled. I know GoFight Live enabled that. But... No, it's not available on that sort. Oh, no, it's not. I know, but yeah, I still people can still like sort of still get onto their TV to... show. Uh, TV show. Yeah, their TV. So I suppose for people who will be doing that, that's that's something to remember because I suppose if you're watching it on your laptop, then you're going to be moving the mouse, I guess, or your you know your computer. But 
if you're sort of uh, streaming it onto your uh, TV. Then. Yeah, you just sat on the couch or whatever. You might forget yeah. and get timed out. But mate, I'm, I don't know whether to maybe drop a ring of on an email about that. Or they might just be offended. Who knows? Uh, anyway, um, is that all we've got to say about the uh, Border Wars announcement that's finally happened? Yeah, I think it's just a case of wait and see and hope for the best. But yeah, can't be. Can't not not expect too good. much. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know because our expectations are so low that they'll be able to surprise us. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in a. I was going to say a couple of weeks, but it's not even that. It's uh, a week on Saturday, and uh, we'll have a full preview of it on um, next week's show as well. So um, back to the normal format of the podcast. Um, I think this is going to be a very, very long show. Um, we're going to talk about the latest episode of Ring of Honor on SBG, which um, originally aired on the 28th of April, I think. Yep. Um, the show began with a proven grand match between Cedric Alexander and Caprice Coleman taking on the tag team champions, J. Mark Briscoe. Um, the end of the match saw... Cedric and Alexander get the win due to um, interference from wrestling's greatest tag team. Um, John, what did you think of um, this week's opener? I thought it was a good opener. It was a. I've really started to become more and more impressed with Alexander and uh, Coleman every time they step mm. in the ring. As long as they don't wrestle Haas and Benjamin, then yeah. Yeah, that seems to be a trend with Haas and Benjamin as well, though. But I thought it was a really fun match to start the show. It wasn't anything too spectacular, but it was you know a nice, enjoyable match and. I usually don't like the interferences like what Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team did, but I thought it worked well in this match because you know, nobody mm. would have thought that Coleman and Alexander were going to win this match without any kind of help. And mm. you know, getting like allowing them to win like this, you know, to get like a future world title shot really helped legitimize them as a tag team. Mm. And it, you know, further uh continues the feud between uh, Haas and Benjamin and the Briscoes. Whether that's a good thing or not is to be seen, but it did a nice job of continuing that, so I thought it was a fun opener. Mm. Steven? Yeah, basically what John said. I thought it was uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, I thought Alexander and Carmen did really well. I, uh, like John, I'm sort of, I am warming towards them. Uh, you know, I've always thought they were pretty good, but they, they seem to be stepping up their game, and uh, you know, a lot of innovative, uh, innovative I can't even say the word, innovative words. <laughs> What moves from uh, from both guys, which was uh, which is nice to see. And I thought they re- they worked really well actually with the Briscoes. So mm. uh, hopefully they do have that title match against the Briscoes at some stage because uh, that'd be interesting to see. You know, maybe on a on a on yeah, maybe best in the world. I could see that happening on a TV show. To be honest, it seems like the type of match. Yeah, play. maybe. Yeah. yeah. The, the only to... sorry, well, I said the only, the only sort of gripe I have with the running is that it's in my opinion it sort of cheapens the whole proving ground thing a bit that. Mm. Basically, that I mean, obviously, you know, they they did really well in the match, and I thought they actually got a lot of eff- offense in for, you know, a team that's sort of, you know, mid, sort of middle of the road. You know, that they're they're not sort of, you know, ch- challenging for the titles in sort of, uh, you know, when you've got like ANX, the the young bucks up there as well. Um, it was it was surprising, I thought, to see how much offense they got in, but it, it did sort of, you know, legitimize them as a as a top team. But I just thought the the wrestling's greatest tag team sort of interference just just cheapen that a little bit by, you know, giving them the win. Um, but mm. then again, I suppose them going clean over the tag team champions was, would be a bit silly as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel that the whole proving ground idea is probably coming to an end now. I just think that there's only so you know so much you can do. There's only so many opponents that you can give people before basically everyone's had a chance and you just keep recycling it. And yeah, I think it was a lot like the picks. Pick six series like during 2010. I think it worked really well, but after a while, it just got a bit, 
I don't know, it just got me boring and they ran out of ideas for and it was just sort of there just for the sake of it. So yeah, um, I think the proving ground could be fun if especially for the tag team, if you like just threw together two <laughs> random guys, see what they can do against the tag team champions. Or bringing people from outside Ring of Honor, like the uh, Chikar team, or mm. the uh, or the who was it that faced uh, the Briscoes at Showdown in the Sun? Um, Hasten Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. If you do stuff like that, I think the at least in the tag team division, at the Proving Ground concept can work better than in the singles division. Mm. Yeah, I think it definitely works if you're bringing teams in or you know bringing wrestlers in, but they don't seem to be bringing too many outside guys in really. But um, but yeah, maybe keep it. But I think they. No, they may be using it a bit too much at the moment. They're just, yeah. Yeah. They're, just they're using it just for the sake of having a proving ground match rather than, you know, throwing these guys in to see if they can actually hang with the champions. So, uh, it, yeah, maybe sort of cool down on the proving ground matches a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, I thought the match was uh, was good. It was entertaining. So it was a, it was a good start. I thought. I, I just, <laughs> I just found it funny about how Kevin Kelly was talking about. What happened to Jay Briscoe at um, in the Sun and about how it puts a strain on your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone back to his wife and they're having problems. It was just <laughs> Thank you very much. What kind of show is this? It's supposed to be PG, isn't it? But yeah, I thought it, was, it sounds like an eighteen plus. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Anyway, the next match was the uh, ROH on SBG TV debut of Rhino taking on a uh, jobber by the name of Vinny M- Marcellia, wasn't it? Taking on Vinny. Um, <laughs> Rhino won with a gore, gore, gore um, in a very quick match. It was it was a simple match just to make Rhino look dominant, and that's exactly what it did. Um, he got a great reaction from the crowd as well in Baltimore, and... Uh, um, you know, what did you guys think of this? I mean, I'm not really sure what we can say because it's it was just a gore, but um, John? Yeah, for some reason, I love it when big, powerful wrestlers like Rhino just absolutely destroy other wrestlers in like a minute like this. Like, I, I just thought this was amazing. It was so much <laughs> fun. And I don't know, I just like watching people get destroyed and <laughs> exactly what happened. And I'm, I'm excited for Rhino to be. To, he looks like he's going to be appearing in Ring of Honor more regularly, mm. and I'm excited for that. I've always enjoyed watching him wrestle, and uh, yeah, this was this was uh, fun for what it was, and he got a huge pop by, from the crowd, which 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 I enjoyed to see as well. Mm. Yeah, I was really surprised at how great a reaction he got. Yeah, I mean, so was I. Don't even even really after hear. winning, they was like they were still chanting for him and stuff. Yeah, and you just... don't really hear reactions like that from the crowd normally, especially especially a TV sort of taping as well. Mm. I mean, often you know a lot of events that the crowd are sort of uh, you know more vocal. But yeah, I thought he got a great reaction, and uh, as John said, I thought it was really I thought it was really cool. I love I love the gore. I think it's just it's brilliant. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I, I really like Rhino. I've already really, I've always really liked him. You know, wherever he's been, and I just think he, uh, he had something a bit different to the roster. I mean, he's not a typical sort of uh, Ring of Honor guy, really. But um, I, I'm sort of excited to see. Uh, you know, his match against Eddie Edwards that should be really cool. And uh, mm. it just it opens up fresh, you know, fresh matches with uh, different people. Obviously, he's, he's faced uh, Debbie Richard, so um, I, I just, you know, I, I like him. I like his whole sort of uh, gimmick. I think it just works really well, and. Uh, yeah, excited to see uh, if he sticks around. Hopefully, he doesn't see uh, some of the the matches that they uh, they gave him. Yeah, uh, we then got to a in ring segment between uh, we had Kevin Steen and 
Um, Jim Cornette starting off the segment. Uh, Steen come out with his Canadian flag. I didn't really like this flag thing they had going on, but um, I liked the bit where Steen said uh, he couldn't find Davey. Maybe he's up Cornette's ass and started trying to howl to get him out of there. I thought that was hilarious. But um, uh, Davey eventually did come out, and uh, I quite like this segment between the two. I think it was one of the first we've had um, between Davey and Steen actually in the ring. And uh, Stephen, what did you think of this uh, promo segment? I thought it was really well done. I thought mm. Cornette, uh, Richards and Steen were, were all really good in it. I mean, I think people have said before that Richards is a bit bland on the mic, but I thought he did, you know, he was really good in, in this segment. I thought, um, as you say, we've not had too many sort of face-to-face uh, sort of confrontations. Between Apart from guys. the private press conference. Oh, yeah, the private, yeah, sorry, the private press conference. Uh, but that was filmed. I, yeah. I'm not really sure why it was filmed if it's private. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the flag thing was a bit... Was a bit stupid because bit if they're going for unless the they were doing that to mock Cornette, I think that's what uh, Steen was doing anyway. But yeah, the, the whole America versus Canada thing—it's just uh, I, don't, I don't really get it. And the, the, thing is, not, the feud's not about that, is it? The thing is, Richards is going to walk in there and he's going to get absolutely booed out of the building. So it's not going to really work if like, Richards is going to be like, "Yay, you know, American hero" sort of thing when they're wrestling in Toronto. It's not really going to work. Well, that always works between like American wrestlers going into Canada and everything, all the way back to like the '90s with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. For some reason, American Canadians hate each other when it comes to wrestling. I don't understand it, but <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, so, but I I really enjoyed the segment. I mean, it was it was quite a lengthy segment, but I'm glad they're they're devoting time. Yeah, to yeah, because you know it's such a big main event. It's good. Yeah, length. giving both guys you know chance to uh, sort of put more importance onto the the match. And the only thing I, I'm not sure about is the whole uh, this is Steen's only shot at the title. Yeah, because um, they're both. Connect sort of, described that... it as a contract that would. Um, Basically, not let them sue Ring of Honor if either of them got injured or anything. And then Connett revealed afterwards that the contract also said that um, it's Steen's only title shot. I, I'm not a big fan of these sort of uh, these things because either, I mean, yeah, basically it says that Steen's going to win, but then if he doesn't win, it, there's always like, oh, you know, typical wrestling sort of thing where you know well, it doesn't really matter. It's okay, just have another title shot. Which like when people get fired and then they turn up like a week later, it's just. It's just one of those annoyances for me with wrestling is that, you know, if you're going to have that sort of thing, at least sort of play up to it. And, you know, to, to be fair to Ring of Honor, you know, when Steen did get fired, at least he was away for, you know, over 12 months. Nine months, yeah. So, mm. uh, but, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not sure with the whole sort of, uh, you know, it's only shot thing. I just... Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm w- worried they're going to do some sort of swerve. But um, I think we'll talk about more of that in our preview of the show next week. Yeah, okay. Uh, moving on, we then got to the uh, main event, which was for the TV title. The new new champion, Roderick Strong, took on Adam Cole, uh, fresh off his, well, not fresh off the big win, but um, heading after the big win against Davy Richards at um, 10th anniversary. And one thing I didn't like is throughout the whole broadcast, they kept calling him Red Heart Adam Cole about 10 <laughs> times. And I, th- I hope that's not a nickname. I, I really hope, because that's terrible. Um, in the end, um, I believe Elgin come out to ringside. He was actually attacked by Cole twice with the crossbody. Um, and Elgin then was up on the apron, distracting the referee. So Martini slid in the ring. It's a Cole with the book of truth, which allowed Strong to capitalise and uh, pick up the win and retain the TV title. So, um, Stephen, what did you think of this week's main event? I thought it was uh, much like the first match. I thought it was, re- it was really good. Uh, you know, it, again, it, it sort of uh, advanced Cole in uh, sort of... Uh, 
you know, getting, going up the card. I think again, he's putting a great performance against uh, you know an established guy, and mm. uh, it, it, even though he lost, I don't think that you know it's, it doesn't hurt him at all because he, you know, he, he almost won on several occasions, and obviously he took a. Uh, Elgin and Martini's interference to sort of, uh, you know, is that, give strong. Is, is anyone else sick of Roddy needing interference to win any match? Like, yeah, I was, I was going to mention that. It seems every single match, Truth Martini either yeah. interferes or he's in the ring at some point. It he, just... he needed interference from Champa to win the title. If I remember, he had interference when he beat Hero, um, and now he's an interference again to beat Cole. I mean, he, we all, and didn't he need interference yeah. to beat Ricky Reyes? Or is, am I? Remembering that wrong. No, he, he rolled Ricky Reyes up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he grabbed the tights. I mean, yeah, he's a heel, and you know he's. A but I, I hate heel, the but... stereotype. Well, it's not stereotype, but however. Yeah, I know what you mean. That he yeah, was a heel. Win every time. I mean, now and again, I don't mind it because yeah, it's just a way of finishing a match. But I think it has got a bit tight, you know, tiring that every single match it seems to Martini, you know, interference. Just you know, Strong's good enough to win matches on his own without having. Mm. You know, having to need sort of help, but uh, I wasn't a massive fan of the out, you know, Algin. I just thought it, it looked really, really sort of staged the way Cole he appeared and got in the first jumped time. Jumped on twice, yeah. Yeah, he just stood on the, you know, st- stood uh, just outside the ring, sort of standing there, didn't didn't move a muscle, just waiting <laughs> for someone to fall on him, and then Cole just, uh, I think, strong sort of like threw him onto Algin, didn't he? And mm. then, um, uh, I, I, I do like the the way they're teasing the whole. Uh, Sort of um, separation of the house and truth has truth, and it's it's gonna be interesting to see which way they go with it. Whether I mean, as people expect, they you know the people expecting sort of Algin to be sort of thrown out, maybe by Rhino, and then uh, you know have Algin turn face, or you know it, it could you could uh, sort of uh, you know Martini could sort of pull a swerve really and, and get rid of Strong and keep Algin and Rhino. That that'd be some tag team, by the way, Algin and Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's interesting that they're continuing that storyline, and uh, as I said, it, it really helped Cole it, again against, you know, putting a great performance against, uh, you know, an established ring runner name that's been there for, for quite some time. And I think they said wasn't I can't remember what they said, but Cole was in, like, a junior high, in high school, school was it? Oh yeah, junior in high school when when Strong debuted in Ring of Honor, which yeah. says everything. I think people sort of forget how young Cole is. I mean, he's he's only so a year experience. older than me. <laughs> yeah, he's got so much experience and. You know, considering how, how well he's doing now, it's it's quite scary. Uh, you know how how far he's come in just such a short amount of time. So uh, mm. re- it was a really good main event, um, and it was yeah for first uh, title defense. It was uh, I was quite impressed by both men. So as far as I know, because he retained here, the match with Finlay is now for the TV title as well. At board oh, is Plus. it? Yes. Let's so look on the Border Wars site earlier, and it just said special attraction. So, well, if you looked on rhworld.com slash Border Wars instead, <laughs> you'll notice the TV title in the background. How about has that? It, has it been announced as a TV title? Uh, yes, because before the show, they announced that all titles would be defended at Border Wars, and then in one of the newswires, they said that if Roddy beats Adam Cole on TV, that Finley will, will be for the TV title. Well, there we go then. That... That you're you've got the finger on the Logic. pulse. Considering John's the newsman, he should uh, he should already know this. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't. I was I was just I was just teasing, <laughs> just testing me, making sure yeah. I my stuff. Um. Okay, that wraps up the latest TV show. Um. Quite a good show overall this week. Nothing really negative to say about it. I think the three match format worked well once again. It means the middle of the show doesn't drag. So um, yeah, credit to Ring of Honor for um sticking with that format. Um, 
We're now going to talk about the latest results from the past weekend. There was um, two shows, one in Chicago on Saturday, I believe, and then in Dayton on Sunday. We're just going to quickly run through the results of both shows, and uh, if we've got any thoughts to share, just um, stop me and we'll talk about um, you know, where this goes with the storyline going forward, because obviously neither of us were there to see any of these shows, unfortunately. But um, we'll start off with Unity, which took place in Chicago Ridge on April 28th, which was a Saturday. Um, the first match was the Ornock Express defeating the House of Truth. Um, after the match, um, Strong and Elgin once again started to argue, but Truth Martini was able to make them shake hands. So, you know, as Stephen said, they're still building towards the eventual split of um, these two. Uh, Mike Bennett defeated Mike Seidel. Um, is that Evan Bourne's brother? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I believe uh, Bennett and Maria were making out in the ring until he was interrupted and challenged to a match. So I'm pretty sure everyone would much rather see a match than those two make out in the ring. <laughs> um, to the surprise of a lot of people doing our pickums, the Bravados defeated the Young Bucks. And now I know, Stephen, you're going to love that. You're a big fan of the Bravados. I, I am, yeah. I, I think... I think the Young Bucks are receiving the Al Generico treatment. That they you know, that they haven't, they're not on contracts, or you know, sort of exclusive contracts. So I think they're not really going to be getting the push that they maybe warrant with, you know, if they're not going to sign an exclusive deal because, um, you know, that they are, you know, the big names on the on the indie scene. I mean, they're probably one of the most in demand tag teams. So uh, it's no surprise that they haven't signed an exclusive deal. But I think mm. that's that's the thing. I mean. Obviously, they uh, they lost against the All Night Express, didn't they? At Shadow and the Sunny, and obviously that they won. They also they? won as well, yeah. Yeah, but I just think that the uh, and the, the tag match at the tenth anniversary show against the Briscoes was sort of quite a strange match, whereas you know the Briscoes just sort of seemed to dominate the whole match, really. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Unbooks sort of don't feature as much. I mean, they didn't they didn't feature on the Dayton show, did they? I don't think. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but we'll find out in a second. Uh, I don't think they did, and. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see the Bravados back. Apparently, it was they they looked much better actually. So, uh, I've always been a fan of theirs. I think they're I think their gimmick is quite quite funny. I think it's quite good. And in the ring, I think that, you know they're, they're not. They, did, they did improve a lot. I was really starting to get impressed with them. Yeah, I th- they were definitely improving. I think towards the end, because Ring One, I knew they they were going to go out to Japan. They sort of gave up on them a bit, and they were just losing every match, which was mm. a bit a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, it's a big win for them in their their first match back so hopefully they can improve on that and uh you know really you know maybe put themselves towards you know the tag team uh tag team titles and uh i'd love them to have a match with the briscoes just because i could see the briscoes <laughs> doing an amazing promo about the bravados before the match i think it'd be hilarious but um uh, moving on with the uh, unity results um generico and bj whitmer defeated jimmy jacobs and kevin steen which uh, a lot of people got wrong in our pickums i think in general here, um, the Pickham score for this show were really bad. So either we're all terrible at predicting or Ring of Honor swerved us all. <laughs> but um, anything to say about uh, the result of that one? Uh, apparently, BJ Whitmer looked really good in this match. It says that it looked like he was in the best shape of his life. So mm. I think it, think it's good that he's kind of coming back around now. And I would like to and if uh, everything they've been saying is true, I'd like to see him around more often in Ring of Honor because he's one of the most underrated workers in the company's history, I think. And he's always put on really good matches, so I'd like to see him around more often. Yeah, I think he's one of them guys that you can just put him in a match with anybody and, and you know you're going to get a good match out of him. He's just he's just one of those guys, you know, he's a work, work, yeah, workhorse. He just, uh, you know, always puts on a good match. And uh, as John said, probably one of the most underrated guys in 
going on in history, really. And uh, I think in one of the news wires, they actually said that um, BJ Whitmer did brilliantly over the weekend and he's going to be appearing a lot more in Ring of Honor. So uh, that, that's good news, I think. And, you know, once again, it just gives people, you know, a, a new fresh matchup, which is, mm. uh, yeah, always a good thing. I believe Jacobs was pinned in this, so it continues his sort of losing streak, apart from that one win against Generica, if I remember. Yeah, I think they might lead up to a BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs match at some point because obviously those two have got such history that another match between those two, would, I think people would uh, would love to see that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> next, the Colony defeated TJ Perkins, Adam Cole, and Jay Lethal. I believe um, TJP was pinned by Fire Ant, or as I've just noticed, <laughs> our results say Fire Amy. So um, <laughs> good work to um, let's see the writer of this one. Steve, <laughs> don't know who that is. Unknown writer Steve wrote this, and uh, yeah, so uh, TJP was pinned by one of the members of the colony. Uh, the wrestling's greatest tag team defeated Davy Richards and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, there was a bit of uh, dissension in team ambition, apparently, so it'll be inter- interesting to see how they coexist going forward. I find it weird that there seems to be two separate storylines of tag teams breaking up at the same time, or or stables breaking up at the same time, with House of Truth getting some dissension in the ranks. Along with uh, Team Ambition, kind of starting to disagree with each other. I kind of, I find it weird that mm. they're going yeah. with two similar storylines at the same time. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Perhaps they should just break one of them up sooner or keep them together for a while. Because yeah, it would be strange if they both had the exact same storyline. Richard hasn't really said anything about O'Reilly since. Well, obviously the last few weeks he's just been sort of disrespecting people and not shaking hands and stuff. But Davy sort of hasn't even referenced to it, so. Maybe they're just going to drag that one out for quite a while. I believe he has a match with Steen on TV this week, so we'll have to see how that pans out. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, And then in the main event of the Chicago show, (laughs) we we had uh, the Briscoes defeating Jigsaw and Hallow Wicked from Chikara in a tag team (laughs) title match. Um, So that wraps up the Unity show, and then we'll now talk about the Dayton show, which took place on the 29th, which was the Sunday. Um, The show began with the Ornot Express defeated... Defeating rather Mohammed Ali Vaez and Chris Silvio um, after the powerbomb slash uh, blockbuster finisher. Afterwards, they got on the mic and uh, expressed their discontent at not receiving their title shot after winning the proven ground. So hopefully, they're actually going to get that title shot because it's um, you know long overdue. Uh, Michael Elgin defeated Samson Walker. Uh, Kevin Steen defeated B.J. Whit- Whitmer with an F5 after Jimmy Jacobs interfered. Kyle O'Reilly and El Generico almost went to the time limit, but uh, with a minute left, Jacobs and Steen interfered going after Generico. O'Reilly attacked them and the match was thrown out. Uh, Jacobs and Steen beat down O'Reilly until Richards made the save, only for Steen to put him in an ankle lock. BJ and others came down to run them off, and after intermission... Was, uh, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm reading this. Uh, intermission then happened while uh, order was restored, but... That sounds like a bit of a mess with all those people interfering there. Um, <laughs> sounds like something you'd see on the TV show. Uh, TJ Perkins defeated Mike Mondo with a 450 splash. That's quite rare for him to get a singles win, isn't it? Very rare. Jay uh, <laughs> J- Lethal defeated Roderick Strong in the two out of three falls match. Um, which I-, I thought that was going to happen when they-, when they announced it wasn't for the TV title. Well, actually, it can't be because it's not... TV show, ignore me. Uh, the, the Briscoes ret, uh, retain the tag titles over Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, All Not Express came out to watch the match and ended up getting involved. 
Um, so looks like um, Ornac Express could be the next um, challengers after the title match at Border Wars, so that's good. And um, in the main event, Davey Richards defeated Adam Cole with a sick-looking ankle lock slash Indian death lock kind of thing, according to our writer here. A uh, finishing move, not a kick to the head. That's yeah, amazing. so I, I want to see this ankle lock slash Indian death lock kind of thing. That's Maybe it's thing. the new dragon sleeper. Maybe it'll be devastating for a week and then everyone will forget about it. Maybe he's been trained by Dan Seven to use this hold. We don't know. Why does Neil Edwards use that move anymore? Is it because he's forgot how to do it now? He's not training with Dan Seven anymore. Yeah, but pretty much, yeah. He needed that... weekly revision <laughs> sessions on how to use it. Is it that complicated that you have to have, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was that, that complicated. complicated. Yeah, yeah. Every, learn it every week. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that storyline's over. But... Maybe he never passed his, uh, passed his test. Maybe he's, he's not allowed to use it. Maybe you have to have a qualification in the Dragon Sleeper. Yeah, they have a Dragon Sleeper license. God. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that match was actually for the uh, world title, and uh, so Davey retained and is still champion. I think we've got a question coming up in a bit about that, so uh, we'll talk about that later on. So that wraps up the uh, results of the two shows for the past weekend. So uh, it sounds like, you know, both pretty good events, and there was some uh, good feedback for both shows on the forum and stuff. So um, what we're going to talk about now is uh, all of the news over the sort of past fortnight that we've missed. Um, you can always find this at rritual.com during the week when we're not doing podcasts. And uh, I believe John has uh, all the news for us. As we mentioned earlier, Border Wars will be airing on uh, ROHWrestling.com, and uh, the card for that show is really starting to take shape. A number of matches were announced since the last podcast, so I'm just going to run through them real quickly, or real quick. Uh, the first match is a, uh, the Briscoes will once again be defending their uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles against Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, but this time it's in a fight without honor. I can't really say I'm looking forward to seeing this match, but... They have announced on the TV show it's the last time these two will face for the titles, which is fantastic news. And I'm sure there was many yes chants going on <laughs> around the Ring of Honor community when they announced that. Well, you know, that's just, it, for some reason, they announced the Border Wars match before they had the match in Dayton. So yeah. Why would you announce another title match when they haven't even had a title match coming up yet? Yeah, it did seem a bit strange that they got that other one as well. Like, What had they done to deserve two two shots? Yeah, them? we're going to give you another shot just in case you don't win that one. <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah. And as we discussed earlier as well, Roderick Strong will be defending the uh, TV title against Fit Finley. This should be a very good match. Finley is still great in the ring, and Roderick Strong is, of course, very good as well. And this should be a fun, hard-hitting match between the two. Uh, a Showdown of the Sun rematch has been announced for the War. A showdown of the sun. <laughs> <A show> <laughs> You're right, John. Keep going. A showdown of the sun rematch has been announced for Border Wars as Lance Storm will get another shot to uh, defeat Mike Bennett. Storm feels like he's disrespected by Bennett after the match, so he's looking to get revenge on the loss and to show him and to show Bennett what respect is all about in this match. I'm and their first match was... to that. Yeah, I was going to say their, their really first good. match was Bennett's best match by far, so. I'm not going to complain about you know there being another rematch. And uh, uh, this past week on Ring of Honor, it was announced that Eddie Edwards will uh, take on Rhino 
which should be another awesome, awesome match. Uh, there's a grudge match between Jay Lethal and Tommaso Ciampa, where Lethal is trying to end Ciampa's winning streak, while Ciampa still hates Lethal for reasons I'm not really sure of. <laughs> that, that should be like the recap by Kevin Kelly heading into that match. <laughs> Lethal wants to end the streak, and Ciampa hates him for unknown reasons. Honestly, like now that Lethal doesn't have the title, why does Ciampa still hate him? That is a very good question. I thought he hated RH officials for not booking him over the last weekend. He just hates everyone. He's an angry man. <laughs> and uh, here, this match is what I'm really looking forward to. It's probably, probably going to be the sleeper match of the show. And it's uh, Adam Cole is taking on Michael Elgin. Mm. This is two of the best young wrestlers on, in the company going one-on-one against each other. And it should just be a fantastic match mm. between the two. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, definitely. And uh, tune in next week to the ROH cast. We'll have a full preview of Border Wars. Where we'll run down the card once again, go through what we think is going to happen in each match, and just give our predictions for the show itself. And you can head to rohworld.com slash borderwars for more info about the show. Speaking of iPay-per-views, uh, another one has been announced uh, for September 15th in Chicago, where Death Before Dishonor 10 will take place. Uh, it's it's gone... It's, been shown in the graphics is death before dishonor x10 which is kind yes of for, 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 the, for those who don't know x is roman numeral for 10 ring of honor felt the need to put x10 in their graphics and naming of this pay-per-view which is really silly i don't know if this means i think we've talked about this before is it death force on a 10 times 10 would that be 100 or what exactly <laughs> the the power we don't know but yeah it's very strange for them to write Death of Dishonor X10, and, I, and I'm sure whatever graphic I come up with will be better. And I'm not just being, that sounds like I'm really big-headed, but if you saw their graphic, you'd, you'd know I'm right. But one of the <laughs> biggest complaints about, you know, Ring of Honor Rapid views in the past, not one of the biggest complaints, you know, other than the technical issues, was that they are always taking place in New York. So it's good to see that. That is really good, yeah. Chicago. They're, they're branching out more, especially with, you know, the last one's in Florida, the next one's in Toronto, mm. and then another one now announced for Chicago. It's good that they're Branching out more away from the New York home base, as it seems to be. Mm. Away from the Twinkies chant. Away from the Twinkies chant. And the Yes chant. The Yes chants are good, but the Yes chants are everywhere. They're in Florida. The, the New York, the New York crowds take everything too far. They mm. just ruin. They just ruin a lot of. Yeah, things. Macklin, who often comes on this show. It's yeah, all... he's he's part of the New York crowd. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been some matches announced for uh, the. May 19th Ring of Honor show in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, what I'm assuming is going to be the main event is that uh, Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly will team up to wrestle Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs, which I think is a very interesting matchup. Mm. This is the week after Border Wars, isn't it? This Saturday afterwards. It is, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, On Express will take on Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Ugh. Uh, the Briscoes. <laughs> the Briscoes wrestle the House of Truth. No, uh, no, Papa Briscoe and uh, Truth Martini this time. Unfortunately. Uh, and uh, Eddie Edwards will take on Mike Bennett. Is it me, or does it feel like that match has happened a lot? Or is it just me? Yeah, it's like the fourth time, isn't it? They didn't. Okay, did, uh, they, it happened they to the Fist. Yeah, it's Survivor of the Fist. And then didn't they have a they had a rematch? As part of the March Mayhem tournament, didn't they? 
Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure they had another. They, they had yeah, they had another match at some point as well. So this is going to be the fourth time in the last like, six months that them two have wrestled. That's crazy. Yeah. I think, I, I well, think they're sort of just lost to what to do with Edwards at the moment because and Bennett. Well, yeah, we bet Bennett as well. But I think you know, obviously with Edwards and Strong, you know, it, it was time for both of them to sort of take a step back from the world title. And obviously, Strong has, yeah. Strong has gone to the you know TV title, and Edwards sort of. Hasn't got really much to do at the moment, so I think they're just sort of clutching at straws what to do with him. Obviously, he's got the match with uh, with Rhino in Toronto, which should be good. But um, mm. who would yeah. you like to see Edwards get into a more sort of long term rivalry <laughs> or feud with? Off the top of your head, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Maybe someone like Champer or something. I think that I, I would mm. benefit someone like him. It would, you know, elevate yeah. elevate him up the card, and I think it would it would help Champer as well to to be put in with maybe uh, you know more technical technical base sort of guys who uh you know maybe for a you know 10 15 minute matches just to you know imp- improve him a bit because i think he's he's good in the ring but maybe he could uh, <clears throat> do with maybe a little tiny bit of improvement especially with the uh you know for, for some longer matches which would uh, would help him as well because uh, i thought that the match against uh against lethal at Sh- not shadow the sun where was it the 10th anniversary was was a tad disappointed i don't think it was either of their fault i think it was the the whole time limit sort of uh, the most obvious time limit draw of all yeah time. that sort of ruined that a bit but I think yeah I think Champa would benefit from having a few sort of longer matches and I think against someone like Eddie Edwards would would, would really uh, really bring out the best in him mm. in other news uh, Davy Richards has apparently had a car accident he had to pull out of the May 3rd New Japan show after being involved in a car crash uh, Richards was scheduled to defend the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles alongside partner and former Ring of Honor star Rocky Romero on the show. Uh, they were stripped of the titles, so I, I believe there's a title match happening involving other rest, other New Japan wrestlers at the show. And it is now, it is yet unknown what injuries, if any, Richards had suffered, but the word is that he is still scheduled to face Kevin Steen for the title at Border Wars on May 12th in Toronto. So, yeah, from, from what I've understood on Twitter... Someone behind him was texting and sort of drove into the back of the car. So hopefully it's all okay. I mean, obviously he's you know he's still scheduled for Border Wars, so it can't be too bad. But uh, yeah, I just hope he's uh, he's all okay because Davy's the last person that Ring of Honor can afford to have injured at this point. It's such a big match, isn't it? I think even if he was in a wheelchair, they'd make him go out and wrestle. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I would just love to see that Irish whip at that point in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh my god. It'd make the package power driver easier to hit, wouldn't it? <laughs> How would Davy? Davy could still do the kick, actually, couldn't he? He could still do the kick. Maybe he'd get a bit. He could like drive into, drive into it, get a bit of speed, and then. I was going to apologise for my <laughs> colleagues, because uh, in case we're offending anyone. <laughs> no, as you said, though, it's, uh, hope uh, hope is okay. I mean, there hasn't been any sort of. Um, Sort of reports that he's, you know, he's, you know, severely injured or anything. So hopefully he'll be all fine for for next week. Mm. So uh, yeah, uh, there's a uh, been some shakeups here in, at uh, ROHworld.com. We, we welcome two new writers. Uh, the first one is Dez, who appeared on the post show Down in the Sun ROH cast with us. So we welcome him, and uh, we uh, have another writer, Dave. Which might might be confusing for some of you who are used to reading the articles on the website, but this is a new and improved Dave. To be honest, if they read the articles, they wouldn't even know he had a writer called Dave because there wasn't ever any. 
So yeah, we, we uh, welcome them both. And uh, yeah, it's great to have uh, two new writers on board, and uh, they've already started to produce some uh, great articles. I think there's one about that now is irrelevant, unfortunately, but it was a good article looking at where you know Ring of Honor could take their iPad views next. And there was um, one talking about um, should RH and TV you know get a second hour. So um, yeah, some great new uh, features coming from the new writers. So good stuff. Yeah, and you can uh, actually head to the rohworld.com forums to discuss some of their uh, new features, such as should Ring of Honor get an extra hour each week and others. So we welcome them aboard, and that's it for the news this week. Thank you for that, John. Uh, as uh, as John said, you can always find that during the week on rohworld.com uh, or uh, discuss it in our forum. Uh, we're now <laughs> going to head on to uh, listener topics, where this is where we answer any questions or talk about topics you sent in. There's a number of ways you can do that. You can email us, contact at rhworld.com. If you've got any comments or concerns about the show, just uh, send us a quick email. Um, you can also tweet us at roh underscore world. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. And finally, we've got a forum, um, rohworld.com slash forum. Wow, that was that was something special. <laughs> Tell you, it's a random song every week for your different questions. <laughs> right, um, yeah, we've got quite a few listening uh, topics I think sent in. Uh, first one on Twitter: um, How many listener? So this has probably been asked before. But what do you think are the most underrated matches in RH history? Who's that that's from? from? That's from at ninety two Cannonball. So new listener. So. Uh, he, yeah. he hasn't cottoned on to the fact that it's not very good yet. Yeah, he'll probably be an old listener after he listens to this <laughs> one. But uh, uh, I'll let you two uh, sort of share your, your thoughts on this. One match that I always think of when I hear, like, think of like underrated Ring of Honor matches is at, uh, at the first Manhattan Mayhem. It was BJ Whitmer and uh, Jimmy Jacobs against uh, Generation Next, or Generation Now, I always forget the name of this table, but it's Roderick Strong and uh, Jack Evans, which was just a phenomenal, just like probably twenty-five minute tag team match that was just amazing from start to finish, just nonstop action, and it's never remembered as one of the all-time great matches of Ring of Honor history. But it really is just a phenomenal, phenomenal match. Mm, there are so many. I mean, I think another one from that Manhattan Mayhem show was it um, Jimmy Rave against Sam Punk, and was it a dog collar match? It was a dog collar match. Yeah, yeah. that was. I, I remember that. That was really cool. And I think on that same show as well, there was a. Uh, Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe um, pure title match, which is really good as well. That, that yeah, show that, is probably that one. That whole show just top to bottom. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the best shows in RH history. So if you haven't, if you've never watched that, go and check it out. I think it's from 2005. It's uh, it, it used to be in the RH store. I'm not sure if they've got it anymore, but if you can ch- track it down, it's a, a really really good show from top to bottom. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so, there are so many good matches. I mean, I. I it's one of those things that you could sit down and you could probably write a list of about 20, 25. But um, I think maybe it'd be a good uh, feature to have on the website one day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Another uh, get writing, get writing. We've got these writers now. We've, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have to put a poll together or something and come together with a. Yes, thanks, thanks for that idea anyway. Yeah, thanks, Liam, for new listener. Um, there's a lot of reaction as well to the, the iPad review. Announcement: A lot of people seem to be be happy. Aaron says about time. Go Fight Live wasn't good for the company. 
Um, Bill James, like us, is sort of airing concern, very scared. RH already has a hard time with their TV shows on the website. So how are they going to do it? iPad view. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, Bill also says apparently Ring of Honor have said that there are going to be unlimited replays for one one year from the date of purchase. So that's that, that's good, but Go for Live was forever. Like I can yeah. still watch the ones from years ago on there, which is yeah. really good. So I mean, yeah, it's it's still a good compromise that a year is uh, plenty of time to rewatch it. M Ewing seven seven says I like it as the money all goes directly to the company, but won't watch until they get an app on Roku. Mm, yeah, they yeah because Go for Live did feed was on Roku, wasn't it? And I think I'm not, I'm not really push... sure what Roku. I know you can. It allows you to do like watch it on your TV, doesn't it? John, I believe you... so. I'm not really familiar with. with it's, I think it's an American uh, thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's not out in the UK. So, John, he's typical, you just fail us. <laughs> Everything we ask about America, you yeah. never know. Are you actually yeah, American? You're like secretly Canadian or something. You're not really American. Yeah, I'm, 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 no, he's Canadian. He says he says a boot. We haven't even asked him to say that word yet. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a ashamed Canadian who just claims to live in Florida. <laughs> I just tried to pick the most American state you can choose. I was like, oh, I'll just choose Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alien Eight Ken says, "I like it. If shit goes wrong, they can't defect the blame like last time. That's a good point. That's a, yeah. There's no way of escaping it here. Yeah. Uh, and at Andy tweets stuff. He says, "How do you feel about RH doing iPay reviews on their website?" But obviously, we've uh, talked about that at the start of the show. Um, Thank you for the question, anyway. Yeah. Uh, have we got any more on Twitter? I don't, don't think so. No. Oh, someone uh, Bowers eight four one said, "Did you get?" Did you get to watch the Davy Richards versus Algin match from? Um, oh, sorry, no, he was tweeting to Seth Rollins. My mistake. Sorry, are you <laughs> intercepting uh, Tyler Black's tweets there or something? Fair, he, he did at us in that one, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, that was a, that was a very good match. Hmm. Yeah, I think we'll talk uh, about that and the results. Sure. Yeah, right on Facebook. Uh, Aaron, I believe he posted this yesterday, so it's sort of redundant now. But he said thoughts on the fact that ROH is yet to announce their iPad review provider. Plus... Yeah, we talked about how bad that was at the. Yeah. Deontay, I think he is. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, he says... Yeah, he's sort of got lots of questions thrown into one. So just Yeah, I think he's posting, on his, he's posting on his mobile, so it's ah. sort of not very... Uh, it's not easily sort of spaced out. But Kevin Steen and Border Wars, TJ Perkins... <laughs> no, 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 stop. Just break down each bit. and we'll... Kevin Steen. I think we'll, we'll talk about... Oh, and Border Wars. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, yeah. our predictions for that next week on the preview show, I think. I think he just wants us to talk about... Yeah, obviously, Kevin Steen and Border Wars. We spoke about Kevin Steen and obviously Border Wars. We'll talk about that next week. We spoke about the Young Bucks and Roderick Strong. TJ Perkins, I mean, it was nice to see him get the win over uh, Mike Mondo at the weekend. but um... He's still being underused. I think we talked about that quite a lot on the last show, episode 31. So if you want to hear our thoughts on TJP, perhaps head back to um, that episode. Yeah, and also check out the uh, the interview we did with them as well, the audio interview for, I think it was well over an hour. It was really I, interesting. Yeah, I think that's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, episode four of ROH Cast. So really... Yeah, it was one of the very first ones, yeah. One of the first ones, yeah. So uh, you can you can find all the episodes on com or on the iTunes page. And uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to that, it's a great interview. And uh, we've got quite a few good interviews if you haven't listened to those ones as well. Mm. Uh, live event problems such as microphone levels. Um, I've I've not really seen a lot. Uh, I mean, I haven't really picked up a DVD for quite a while now. But the last the last couple that I saw um, were, you know, they they're improving. They're, the the on screen graphics and 
and such were pretty good. But the I remember one of the shows. I think it was maybe Gloria Barna. The for some reason Kevin Kelly was really sort of his mic level was really low. Could you hear Bill uh, Bill Berger though? Oh, so yeah, that was the homecoming, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the homecoming from Philadelphia. Whereas yeah, Kevin Kelly was for some reason his uh, his voice level was really low, and Bill Berger was. Really high, so you could hardly hear Kevin Kelly speak, which was a bit strange. Which, you know, to some people's opinions may be a good thing, but uh... <laughs> no comment. Um, and one of the later ones from last year, I think it might have been um, Gateway to Anna, I believe. Uh, the hard come on that one was really, really like fuzzy and grainy. That was that was really, really bad. So I've, I've not really seen any of the <clears throat> most recent ones, like Rise and Prove, I've not seen that. That or I know Shadow and the Sun's out now as well. So uh, mm. yeah, I've not I've not seen the recent recent ones. So hopefully you know if you if you think they've been good or bad or whatever, if you want to send us feedback, uh, please do so. Um, need more states for RH TV. Uh, I think they're they're continually working to get you know newer states. But by the sound of it, they've, was it Albany, New York? I think it was. Kevin Kelly was saying that there was some something new. Yeah, that yeah, kind so, of mentioned on TV. They're, they're always getting new places which is which is good i think they mm. they do need to try and uh, get more and the whole thing that they they said about international distribution that they'd signed a deal with some company that you know specialized in international distribution but i'm pretty sure it's it's still not out anywhere else apart from no it's just america isn't american. it is is it in canada yet john you're secretly canadian is it in canada yeah i'm not a very very good canadian either so i don't know <laughs> where are you really from I cannot disclose that information. <laughs> um, how better their shipping and DVD producing has been? I've um, not ordered from there for a while, so the, D- the only thing with it, the shipping recently, is that the shipping went up quite a while ago. The price. And the, yeah, the thing, the thing that really sort of makes me not want to order from the store is that it, the shipping is so expensive. I mean, that's probably because we're in the UK, isn't it? That's... No, but I've seen people. People moan about it on Twitter that it, I think it's about eight eight dollars a DVD or something stupid wow. like that. I think so. I think someone bought two DVDs and it was eight dollars to like shipping, and that's that's basically half of your order. I mean, yeah, I, that I've, is bad. I've gone to order maybe like a T-shirt and a DVD before. And um, speaking of shipping... T-shirts, do you want the new property of ROH T-shirt? It looks absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to quickly talk about the merchandise department. What are they doing? Uh, the, uh, really. the last few T-shirts have been absolutely dreadful. The like, funny thing even, is, when TJP wanted face. wanted new designs, they're like, "No, we don't want new designs." I think I mean, you think been, you do need some. They've been terrible. The Roderick Strong one was pretty bad. The pretty Daily one was was terrible. It was just an orange shirt with his Lee Twitter name and, and his Twitter name on the so back. So basically, a big plug for Jay Lethal. Is he going to pay me to walk around promoting his Twitter for him? <laughs> Um, what other ones? Yeah, the they've had a couple. The property of ROH one, which is pretty awesome. bad. Awesome. There was the the other ones with just ROH in like a circle on them, which they weren't that bad. But there's only so many shirts you can just have with the ROH logo on. I mean, when someone's bought one, I doubt they're going to go out and buy another one. And they pretty sure they gave logo t-shirts free to a lot of ringside members, didn't they? So yeah, I think I think the only half decent one recently has been the Michael Aldi one, which was was, hmm. was quite nice. But apart from that. Yeah, the merchandise department have really struggled because I remember the the old like old RH shirts. They're always really really good and like really. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty they sure there's someone on Twitter who follows us who designed like one of the David Richards or the Eddie Edwards one, and they they were really good. So. 
Yeah, I think <clears throat> they all seem to be doing trying to do everything in house nowadays. But as you say, they seem quite defensive over when we uh, try to get uh, submissions for TJ Perkins. So uh, yeah, I'm not really sure why they're doing that because it, it, as you say, the, 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 the recent ones haven't been the best. But um, mm. yeah, moving on from that, uh, and then he says the website has been iPhone enabled. It has, yes. They yeah, announced it's that. now on iOS, so that's iPod, uh, iPhone, iPad can now Does watch the, the videos. Anything Apple apart from an iPod? Um, is it? Uh, have you experienced? Is it, is it a better experience now that? I have not tried to access it on my phone yet, and I never will. Okay. But personally, <laughs> I I have. I mean, I can see the use for it because you know, if you're out somewhere, maybe you've got Wi-Fi, you might want to watch SBG or something on a train if you've got the, the Wi-Fi on there, but I can't imagine using 3G data to stream any TV shows or anything. That would just cost a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right, it's obviously it's good. It's, you know, more ways to access the website, but I'm pretty sure uh, com has always been iOS enabled. <laughs> Very true. Um, uh, and the last one on Facebook is from Macklin. He says... Not a question, more of a comment. I really wanted to see Adam Cole win the title in Dayton. That way, the match at Border Wars would be non-title. Not there, uh, non-title. Have Steam face Cole at Best in the World in the title and hold it hostage. No. And eventually face Davy at Final Battle. Thought. No, I mean they've they've announced that you know May twelfth Border Wars is for the title. If they were to then take the title off Davy, Cole would just get a lot of heat because of that and it wouldn't be his fault if that makes sense and I think you know Cole is definitely going to be champion one day but I don't think right now is his time yeah I'm not sure that that would really benefit him no yeah, even like winning the title because it's such a massive thing I think it was such sort of just a transitional sort of reign I don't think people would be yeah people I think it would do more harm than good for him I mean yeah in, in yeah. theory it's probably you know it's a, it's a decent idea but it's one of those ideas that it's not really ROH friendly. You could probably see it in other companies where, you know, the belts are just something wrestlers carry around, but you know they don't really mean anything. But mm. it's 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 not you know it's a it's one of those ideas that um, it just yeah it's, I don't think you'd ever see that in Ring of Honor to be honest. No. Uh, I think we have one on the forum as well from <clears throat> Daniel Bryanson. He says, "Is yes the new what?" <laughs> um. I think it is, yeah. No, I, I think it's a phase. I think it'll pass. I, I, think, I, I have no yeah, problems with that. I think it's quite funny, personally, you know, Raw or SmackDown or whatever, but I can't see it sticking on for years like, the, you know, the Watt has. Yeah. No, I mean, the, Watt, the Watt's still around now, isn't it? I mean, mm. same with the, you know, the, the woo for the chops. I mean, <laughs> I can't see it becoming anything of that size, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not a WWE podcast, but it's a good thing. It's letting the... WWE know that the fans want Brian and obviously they're, they're getting that the next pay-per-view but this is not WWE cast so we'll move on yeah, so the only thing that about that is the New York crowd always take everything and just do everything too much and mm. so, but anyway uh, we will see a lot of former WWE superstars at Border Wars is this a good or bad decision it's funny I should say that because we actually have an article coming soon from uh, one of our new writers this Sunday uh, Dave will be talking all about that, but um, what do you two think about that? I don't think it really matters sort of where they've where they've been before, as as long as they're as long as they fit a purpose and you mm. know fill a role, then yeah. I don't see any. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, why is he coming in? He's been interviewed or whatever. I mean, the guys that they are using are Rhino, Finley, 
um, uh, Storm. You know, they're all great wrestlers. So, you know, it's, I, I'm not. I don't really think it's a bad decision at all. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing a TNA where they're just sort of doing nothing with their own guys and bringing in all these big names from elsewhere and pushing them. You know, they're being brought in to put over the young talent and the focus in Ring of Honor is still the young guys. So I've got nothing against it. As long as they don't, you know, do overkill where every single pay-per-view is, is, you know, reliant on having these former names come in. But I've got nothing against them, you know, coming in now and then to, you know, put on these good matches and put over the young stars. And I believe that is all we've uh, had this week. Um, is there not one more, I think, on Twitter? I think oh, I just saw it just now. Yeah, sorry, this is from at Denim Dave. He says, do you think Champa Streak will end at Border Wars? I have a worrying feeling that they're going to have Lethal go over and they'll do some sort of storyline where Champa is undefeated in, in America. That's that's. <laughs> it's probably, it's, it probably sounds stupid, but it just... You know, it sounds like something they might do because Lethal very, very rarely loses. The thing is, as well, I mean, as John said earlier, they're, they're sort of teasing a, a breakup between the House of Truth and Team Ambition. And, I mean, they've been sort of teasing that Champa and like, RD Evans are going to be breaking away from big, the Embassy. Big, big well. teases, aren't they, ROH? <laughs> yeah, I think it's teasing everything, but nothing seems to be. I mean, everything's gone quiet, really, on the Embassy recently. I mean, obviously. Yeah, Chamber's not been heavily featured the last sort of few weeks. So. No, because then you know he was featured quite a lot. He looked like he was set to win the title. Then he won that March Mayhem tournament that ended in April, and then he won their twenty-four thousand dollars. And maybe that's you know, where he's been. He's been spending we, his twenty-four thousand dollars. And he was singing the song, and they're all happy. But then he just sort of disappeared off TV for a while. But yeah, it's just, it's. I think it's the TV title sort of. Uh... It's the curse. If you challenge the TV title, then you're going to lose it, and then you're going to go to obscurity for a few months. Yeah, as Bennett will uh, so, tell you all about that, and Generico almost for a little bit. Yeah, but I, th- I think you know I really like Champ at the moment. I think he's uh, he's he's been doing really well recently. So hopefully, Did... I, I I can't see him I can't see him losing. I just don't think if you're going to have you know if you're going to have him lose the the streak, I think you've got it to should do it be for the title. Or... Yeah, against yeah. the Navy or something one day, or whoever the champion is at that point. But if you're going to build something like that for quite a while, you need to sort of. End it on a, on a big note. And as than... we've said before, he needs to start getting these wins over guys that are actually quite big names because a lot of his wins in the past have been against guys like, you know, Grizzly Redwood and stuff. So he just needs to get some sort of these big wins against guys like Lethal and maybe Edwards, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all the uh, topics. Thanks for sending them in, guys. And yeah, quite a few. Sure to send them in for, for next week. Yeah, we'll have another show next week. Uh, I'll do a full preview of Border Wars. And uh, uh, be sure to send in any feedback on this show or any questions to uh, one of the ways I've said before. I won't uh, repeat them all again. But thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you all next week for episode 33.